0: To stretch your wings, to glide unheard, unseen, and almost forgotten. Night is your domain. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. I have always had an affinity for owls, despite, or maybe because of, the fact that they live a life nearly opposite my own. Our local owls are most active at night, when I most certainly am not, and they almost exclusively eat meat, which is certainly not my preferred diet. However, the silence they imbue when flying, due to their fringed feathers that cut through the wind quietly, and their keen senses that allow them to observe the world around them with precision, are two owl qualities I especially admire. I distinctly remember my first owl observation as a child. I watched a great horned owl soar across my backyard river in broad daylight, then perch on a branch and stare right back at me. This time of year provides a heightened chance for just that kind of owl observation because great horned owls are busily out hunting more than usual to feed their growing chicks. When hiking through a thick patch of bayberry and rugosa rose during late morning on one of Maine's islands several years ago, I was surprised by a dark brown shape that burst from the ground in my periphery. I looked to see a great horned owl flying off to the one large tree on the island, an ancient willow tree with ample dead branches protruding in every direction, an ideal perching spot. I later had the opportunity to observe this adult owl with its juvenile chick throughout the summer. The juvenile spent a lot more time perched in that willow than the adult, but while it was there, it would move its head in such interesting ways it was hard to get my head to look away. Of course, we know that owls can turn their heads quite far around, 270 degrees to be exact, which helps them remain relatively motionless while trying to get their eyes on potential prey. This incredible neck rotation is possible due to the number of vertebrae in their necks. We humans have seven neck vertebrae, so we can turn our heads 180 degrees. These owls have double that, 14 neck vertebrae, offering them that extra 90 degrees of rotation. But owls will also lock their eyes on something and then move their head up and down and side to side in a fluid motion that makes it appear as if they're trying to imitate the minute hand of a clock making its way around the clock face in high speed. Turning their heads around makes sense but this fluid bobbing motion is a little harder to comprehend. There are two particularly interesting adaptations at play here. The first is that great horned owl ears, located on the sides of their heads, not at the tops of their heads where those characteristic tufts are, are positioned asymmetrically. One ear is slightly higher than the other, which means that sound waves tend to hit their ears at different times, allowing them to pinpoint the direction and distance of a given sound better if they bob and tilt their heads to align those ears with the sound. The other adaptation has to do with their eyes, If I were to ask you to look at something directly to your left without moving your head, could you do it? You sure could. That's because our eyes can move around inside our eye sockets. Owls, on the other hand, cannot move their eyes within their sockets. Because they're always looking straight ahead, they rely on being able to make micro adjustments with their head and neck to look at something in particular. So the next time you're outside being the best nature observer you can be by moving your head and neck around to take in as much of the environment as is humanly possible, you could be sure to keep those eyes especially focused during the twilight hours when great horned owl adults, possibly being watched intently by their young, are likely to be out hunting skunks, muskrats, snowshoe hares, or even other birds to feed their growing chicks. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe to the show as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by Apileated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Great Horned Owl Sound was recorded by Lang Elliott. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.